It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome again. My name is Matt Hausman, your host for the Smart Money Questions Podcast and coming to you right at the beginning of April over what I can only describe over the course of the last month has been unprecedented times, sweeping changes. It almost is like it's happening day to day with regards to the coronavirus and all the different things that the federal government, the state governments, the local county, city governments have been doing and the swift changes that we are seeing. And quite frankly, at this point in time, we're not really sure when this new reality is going to be over and even what reality is going to look like in four, six, eight weeks, whenever we get back to quote normal, what's that normal going to look like? As I was doing the notes for this podcast, Maggie was trading emails back and forth with a client and the client asked if I would do a podcast on staying financially sane during this crisis. And interestingly enough, that's actually what I was working on. And it's not just staying financially sane, but quite frankly, right now, you know, just staying sane. I spoke to a couple clients today and asking how they were doing. And the one of them was saying, well, we're getting close to stir crazy. <laughs> and I think that, you know, that the, the reality of what we're dealing with right now in unprecedented times on this whole close down of staying in-house, not traveling, um, not even, you know, only essential travel is really unparalleled. We haven't we haven't seen this and we don't know what the the one thing the client said to me today is we don't know what normal is going to look like whenever all of this is over. But I want to specifically talk about the idea of what the client actually said. Now I wasn't going to call it that quite frankly, but I think it's a great title, staying financially sane during this crisis. And what the coronavirus has done to the market. What's the market, the stocks, the bonds, all of that? What's been happening there? And how can we make sense of what's happening and not actually make poor financial decisions based on the things that we are seeing or feeling, especially our emotions? And I want to address that. So before we go into that, let's make sure we deal with a disclaimer. Please don't take any of the information or ideas or suggestions that I offer in today's show as direct advice for you. Please use it as information and education that you then can discuss with your advisor. Now, if you don't have an advisor or you would like for us to be your advisor, I'm more than happy to have that conversation with you. And it's real simple. All you have to do is go to www.speakwithmat.com. That's www.speakwithmat.com. And my online scheduler is right there. You can go right in. You can schedule a 15 or 30-minute phone conversation. And quite frankly, at the end of that first call, we're going to have a good idea. Does it make sense to have a second conversation? So again, very low-key. Go right into the online scheduler. You don't even have to get on the phone with anyone to schedule this. So again, speakwithmat.com, www.speakwithmat.com and schedule it there. So, all right, let's go ahead and get on to today's show. 
Okay, now that that's over. So what I want to go over today is some specific questions that I have received either by email or in discussion with clients or other people that are looking to engage with us on what exactly is going on right now. What's happening in the market? Is this volatility going to continue? And now keep in mind that my investment philosophy is that, that we don't know and it's not prudent to try and time what the market's going to do. Don't try and predict what the market is going to do. The market is moving based on the information that is available at the time and how investors are perceiving that information. So obviously, with what has happened in such a quick time period, really, the market has reacted over about a six-week period of time, but really reacted in the last four weeks. And that reaction has been that the U.S. economy is getting smaller because of all of these restrictions on travel. You know, only the essential businesses being open. You can only go outside if you're going to go to get food or medical attention or you have a job that's considered, quote, essential. And so that's why the market is reacting like this. And then, of course, we saw little bit of an upswing last week with regards to the idea that the market is perceiving and pricing in the stimulus package and what's that going to do. And the biggest thing, the question I get is, do we think this volatility is going to continue? Well, I don't know that the volatility of the rapid decline and then all of a sudden a positive upswing over four or five days is going to continue at the pace that we've seen. But the one thing to always remember about investing in the market into stocks, into equities and bonds, is that, especially on the equity side, on the stock side, volatility is a part of the game. And what we want to remember is through all of the different crises that we have seen in the past, 2008, the tech bubble, 9-11, 1987, the early 90s, is that the market has always ended up coming back. And so when we look at the trajectory since of the market value since the Great Depression, it has been up. Now, for compliance reasons, we have to understand that we don't know that what's happened in the past is going to happen in the future. We can only use that as a guide. And the volatility is just part of it. And so what we want to recognize is if that is part of the equation. I was talking to an advisor the other day, and he said something that was really great about the market and advising clients, is that if we thought stocks were going to constantly go up and up and up and never have volatility downward, then we would just put 100% of our clients' money in equities, and guess what? We'd get 10% every year. And that's not going to happen. Why? The only person that did that was Madoff. And I, you know, we, we joke about that, but that's the reality. The market volatility is going to go up and down, and so we want to make sure that our expectations are real and we don't have expectations that are not reality. And so we develop our financial plan and our investment plan based on that understanding. And then we talk about identifying risk, all of that stuff. But the reality is, is that the market is doing what it's doing now based on this information that is coming from throughout the world. It's not just America, but I think one thing we have to recognize, and the world is recognizing this, is that America has the largest economy. And so if that's going to start to constrict the U.S. economy, then that's going to have ripple effects across the world. And so do I know when this volatility is going to stop? No. The reality is I don't think volatility will ever stop. We have to recognize that. 
I'm just not sure that anyone can predict these wild swings that that we have seen over the course of the last month. And one thing I get when I speak to clients or even people that we've been on the phone with over the course of the last three or four weeks, notice I say on the phone and not in person, but we've been on the phone is everyone wants to know, okay, listen, am I reacting the way everybody else is out there reacting or am I, am I just being, maybe am I the oddball? And the reality is that is there concern by the people I've talked to? Absolutely. It's to be expected. Nobody likes to live in this from a financial perspective, but especially the health perspective we're dealing with right now. So the idea of talking to clients and am I the only one that's concerned? No, everyone is concerned. It's something that we never want to see. Even if we have gone through the planning process and we have money in different buckets of risk, you guys hear me talk about this all the time. And the reality is that we need to hear it all the time because repetition is what helps understanding. But we never want to see one of our accounts that's going down or all of a sudden now fear starts to come in. We start listening to the gurus out there. Oh my gosh, it's going to be doomsday, right? And so then we start to have panic and fear come in to making poor financial decisions. So some of the things that that I wanted to go over with you whether you're a client or not, if you're a client, you've heard me talk about this, is that we have designed, we have planned for this, we have prepared for this based on where we place the money. And into your particular circumstance, it warrants placing the money in different buckets and different buckets of risk. We talk about the idea of understanding taxation. You know, where do we think taxes are going to go after we do a two plus trillion dollar stimulus package? I don't think they're going down, right? So understanding where our money is from a tax perspective, but right now, regardless of where your money is from a tax perspective, we're talking about volatility. We're talking about losing value, and we're not necessarily as concerned right now about taxes. But when we think about if we have planned correctly and we have prepared for situations like this, not from a health perspective, but from a market and investment perspective, is we want to think about the different buckets of risk. I'm going to call them the different quadrants. We have the liquid quadrant, like an emergency fund. We have the protected quadrant, which is going to be more of our structured programs. No downward volatility. Those monies aren't subject to. Then we have a balance, more of like a 40 to 60% stock in the opposite bonds. And then we can have a growth quadrant, maybe 75, 85% stock in the balance and bonds. And what that does, because our money is in different buckets of risk, is that hopefully it helps in times like this when some of our accounts are down, our long-term growth account is down, our, our balanced account is down. We have two other buckets we can go to. We have our protected accounts. We have our liquid accounts. And that's why it's so important in doing the planning process and understanding where you are in your financial life you know, I was, I was speaking with a couple on Friday. Actually, I, I spoke to two clients. I, I spoke to two clients on Friday, and then I spoke to someone that's looking to engage with us on Friday. And the two clients I spoke to was a mother and father, and I'm talking to them, their clients, and the husband just retired, and the wife's looking to work a couple more years. And then I'm talking to their kids. Their kids, obviously, much younger, just graduated college, I believe last year and another one this year. And so 
their situation is different in terms of how much is going to be in each quadrant. But specifically with the kids, we talked about the idea of having an emergency fund and how important it is to fund that. And then the majority of their investment money is going to go into more long-term growth, but we're not looking to put a lot of money in there until what? That emergency fund is taken care of. It's fully funded to what they are comfortable with. And the same thing can be said for the parents. The parents, we were talking about the money. We still have one of the spouses is working. The other one is retired. We have money in the different buckets. Plus, we still have earnings coming in. In other words, she's still working and making money. You know, so then that's going to be a different scenario on where and how much of a percentage of our overall investment monies we're going to put in those different quadrants. Then the couple that I spoke to later that's looking to come on board with us as clients is we were going over the different quadrants and their scenario is, you know, three to five years away from retirement, probably going into a consulting role. And right now, they have a lot of money in the liquid quadrant, not really doing much quote for them. Of course, right now they're really happy because of where the market is. But one of the things I talked to them about was you are the ones, just no different than the couple that is just coming out of college and working, you are the ones that have to determine how much of your emergency fund do you want in there? How much money do you want in there? I've got a couple clients that actually have two years of expenses in their emergency fund. You know, standard financial planning, it's like, okay, three, six, nine months, you know. 12 to 24 months, that's really on the conservative side. But guess what? Those clients, when I talk to them, they really, I mean, granted, they don't like seeing their long-term growth money go down, but they're really not worried as to where they are in their financial life, taking distributions, continuing the lifestyle once the roads open back up, so to speak. But they're not worried about that volatility that's being created right now. So it's so important that we understand how much we're going to put into each quadrant. For instance, in the balanced account or the balanced uh, quadrant and the long-term growth quadrant is in what are we investing in there and making sure we understand, hopefully, that we are diversified. We're diversified across multiple asset classes and that we understand the risk that we are taking. And then when we put all of that together in the conversations that I've had with clients, is there concern? Yes, there's definitely concern. We're not going to get away from that. And that's okay. I mean, it's completely warranted right now with everything that's going on financially and from a health perspective and society in general and the direction that we're going there. But when it comes to our money is hopefully when we recognize that, oh, I've got a bucket of money over here that I can tap into if I'm in the distribution phase. Oh, I've got another bucket over here I can tap into, the liquid and the protected accounts that um, I don't have to worry about market volatility, downward motion. And then the opportunities, the long-term opportunities that are being created right now in the market are in our balanced and our growth accounts where we can take advantage of rebalancing. And so just to go back over what I mean by that, and let's say in a balanced account, I've got 50% stocks, 50% bonds, and more than likely right now, that is probably at about a 35% stock, 65% bond. What happens in rebalancing is I'm going to sell the bonds off, which that value has probably gone up a little bit, 
and I'm going to sell that to where it's 50%, and then I'm going to repurchase the equities at a lower cost and bring that target back up to 50%. And what happens when we do that over and over when these opportunities happen is statistically it has showed us that in the long run, we can still achieve good returns with lower overall volatility because the market is creating an opportunity that we want to make sure we're taking advantage of. And that's when rebalancing comes into play. And guess what? Rebalancing sometimes is not an easy thing to do emotionally. I mean, right now, when you're seeing the stock market do what it's doing, especially on a day when the Dow's down 3,000 in one day, woo, I'm going to sell me some bonds and buy me some more equities. I mean, that is that can be tough emotionally. That's why I joke about it, but we want to think like Spock. We want to be logical and understand that this is what the market is creating for a long-term opportunity for us. And so we want to make sure that we are taking advantage of that. The other thing I will tell you, because I've been on the phone with clients that are still working, and in one case, they're only about 12 months away from retirement. In another case, they're about six, seven years away from retirement, is if you are contributing into a retirement plan, do not stop. You want to keep plowing money in. And if you have invested, depending on that retirement plan and how if that money in the balanced or is that money in the long-term growth quadrant, you're going to recognize this opportunity two, three, four, five years down the line at being able to contribute at this point in time. Many articles out there, if you go out and look, you'll see that many financial economists are talking about the idea of what the market is creating is a great long-term buying opportunity. You know, I was the advisor I was talking with the other day happened to mention this quote, and it's so, it's so true, is right now what's happening is the impatient investor is giving their wealth to the patient investor. So that's why it's so important for us not to panic and go straight to cash in one of those buckets. If we only have one bucket, let's talk about this for a minute. What if I haven't done any planning yet? What if all of a sudden I recognize, holy cow, I had all of my money in the long-term growth quadrant. What am I supposed to do now? Well, what I would tell you right now, first of all, is don't panic. I'm not sure what your situation is, but there's never, this is my opinion, there's never a time to panic And what I would tell you first is, okay, now let's go look at where our money is. First of all, let's do look at it from a tax perspective. There could be opportunities there that we might want to recognize in moving monies from traditional IRA or traditional 401k to Roth opportunities. We want to see if that opportunity exists for us. That is something we can really look to take advantage of right now. The other thing is we want to now really understand the risk that we are taking. I was on the phone with a client the other day, and we were talking about restarting the 401k. This particular client, when we met and they came on board a little over, I guess about 16, 17 months ago, we wanted to take care of some debt before investing in the plan, in the retirement plan that they had available at work. And one of the reasons why was because there wasn't a match at work. And so, hey, listen, if we're not going to get free money out of it, let's go attack this debt that we don't want to be a stranglehold here in five to six years when we're looking to retire. But now all of a sudden, because of paying the debt down, we can still contribute and our budget allows us to now also invest. 
But there, there was some money in the 401k. All of it in one asset class, very risky. The value was down. I said, guess what? We're not touching that right now. We're going to let that ride, and we're going to go ahead, and we're going to reposition our new contributions into a more diversified portfolio option or based on the options that are within the 401k plan. And so that's what we did. And so we're, we're shifting and making adjustments as this market is producing long-term opportunities. And so if you haven't done the planning, don't panic. Start to really analyze where the money is. And then my suggestion to you would be to talk to a professional that is a holistic planner that can look at the, all of where your money is and the other situations in your life that you have. Married, how close are you to retirement? Do you have kids? Are your kids at home now? Are you having to foot some of the, their expenses? Maybe they lost a job or they just came out of college and they don't have a job. Someone that can look at everything. Because many times the people that, that we have spoke to and that have become clients, I hear this a lot, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with this, and people need to recognize this, is I hear this like, you know, I just don't like all these numbers. All this financial jargon is very confusing. It reminds me every time I look at it that I got to go to the dentist. <laughs> I've actually heard that one more than once. And guess what? It's okay. You know, I do this every day, all day. I can talk about it, as you can tell, all day, every day. But the one thing I can't do is change my own oil. I'm an absolute mechanical zero. Maggie takes care of all the house improvement stuff at the house. I, I, I have no interest in that. You know, and it's okay if this isn't something you're interested in, but we don't want to just stick our head in the sand. And so reach out, look for, find a professional that you like, that you trust, and that has your best interest, that they're a holistic planner and they're going to look at everything to see if you haven't done the plan or you haven't done the planning, you haven't been prepared for this, that whatever situation you are in life, they can help you move through this and hopefully gain some financial peace of mind so we're not consumed with the panic and or fear when we actually do look at our various financial statements. And the last thing I would tell you, obviously I'm talking about dealing with a financial professional, is do not take your financial advice from all of the Yahoo talking heads on all the different media outlets that are out there. We want to remember that most of the time is that when people talk to me, well, I heard this you know, from somebody at CNBC or Fox Business, or I was listening to the radio the other day and they said this, that person is usually giving some advice on one very specific topic and they definitely don't know your overall financial situation. And so we want to make sure that while that person can be giving us some good information, it doesn't mean that we should take action on it because they don't know my situation. I can't tell you how many times people have jumped on information they have heard or read from the gurus out there. Uh, I always call them yahoos. But all of those that, and then they didn't realize that that was a financial mistake because it didn't fit with what they needed. And so please be cautious of that because um, I've seen people really get in trouble with that. You know, we have to remember all those people are on there just to sell ad time or sell their book or sell their subscription or what have you. So again, listen, I hope this has been helpful. And many of you have heard me talk about this numerous times, but 
as the client said, do a podcast on staying financially sane during this crisis. Now, I can't necessarily help you stay sane. And if you're like the one client talking about getting stir crazy, you know, go out, do a run, learn to play the guitar. Who knows? There's different things that hopefully this time will allow us to kind of back up a little bit and really makes us enjoy the, the, the smaller, the, the things we, the inconsequential things of life. But really take time to make sure that we're staying financially sane during this and we're not falling into panic or fear no matter what the TV is telling us. And I tell Maggie this all the time. Many of you have heard me talk about it. I'm not a news, a news watcher. I watch a little bit right now, but not a lot. Don't be watching that junk all day long. It's just going to get depressing. So, you know, Maggie and I, the other day, I, I grew up on Andy Griffith, so we watched a little bit of Barney. And if there's nothing that can make you feel a little bit better in all this, Barney's definitely one. So, listen, I hope it's been helpful. If you have any questions with regards to what I talked about today, know that you can go right to my calendar, speakwithmatt.com. You can schedule a 15- or a 30-minute conference call. You can actually, actually also shoot over an email, info at smartmoneyquestions.com or simply pick the phone up 610-719-3003. Even though everything is shut down, we still can work remotely. So we are here to help you. Listen, everyone, everyone stay safe and we will talk to you soon. Take care. everyone. 